Welcome back to the Adley Maestro Podcast, guys, with me, Tola Oglenwe, where we share practical, easy-to-apply sports lessons in 15 minutes or less to help young athletes in the pursuit of the goals that they're chasing in sports. This is Athlete Assessment, episode 163, five athletes who recovered from devastating injuries. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. And over the last few weeks, we started a series on injuries, helping athletes avoid the risk of injuries and also recover from injuries. So the first episode, we shared why injuries are so important to athletes and how uh, they can derail or practically just end an athlete's career. Either physically, you're just not able to continue or mentally, the scar that the injury left you was just too much to handle. I've seen so many athletes who had to see sports psychologists who had to go through intense therapy just to get the horrors of the injury out of their mind. So injuries, of course, very, very important. Last week, we shared how athletes can reduce the risk of injuries. No athlete is immune to injuries and it can happen at any time. And one of the things that we shared is that there are things that are in your control, out of your control. So the sport that you depend on the sport that you play, there are certain factors that will be within your control, which you can apply to the best of your knowledge to help you reduce the risk of injuries. The factors that are not within your control are external factors, factors that you could not have seen coming. So we discussed all of that, how athletes can reduce the risk of injuries. And I want you to go back and listen to that episode. If you're just joining us here on the podcast for the very first time, it would inform the decisions that you take. And of course, this coming week, uh, we're going to share how athletes can recover from injuries physically and mentally, of course. But on today's episode, I want to share with you five world-class athletes who had devastating injuries but found a way to recover both physically and mentally so that you see that it's not peculiar to just you and that you're not the only athlete in the world that has gone through this that will go through this and that the lessons that we share here on the podcast we have people that apply them so it shows you that it works and that if you do and apply the things the right way then you can be guaranteed of the success that you're going to achieve because it would ensure that it doesn't leave first and foremost you avoid injuries to the best of your abilities and then it doesn't leave a scar on your mental state such that you cannot recover from the injuries and first athlete is Peyton Manning we looked at Peyton Manning on episode 80 of the podcast so you can go back and listen to that particular episode on one of the greatest NFL players of all time. Not that one of the best quarterbacks, but one of the greatest NFL players of all time. But one thing that you didn't know about Peyton Manning was that he recovered from devastating neck injuries. Now, Peyton Manning was drafted first of all by the Indianapolis Colts. So he spent the majority of his career with the Colts winning one Super Bowl title for them, while of course amassing a legendary career with the Colts. But then he suffered, you know, you know, the position of a quarterback means that you get tackled in awkward ways. And one of the tackles, uh, multiple tackles that he encountered, you know, caused him to have a neck injury, spinal fusion surgeries. And the Indianapolis Colts caught him from their team because they felt that he could not recover and get back to his best. So they drafted Andrew Locke to replace him. Now, the Denver Broncos took a chance on Peyton Manning believing that he could recover from the injuries that he suffered. And Peyton Manning himself, you know, talked about this, that he attacked the rehabilitation with such intense focus. And of course, he was mentally ready to get the injury out of his mind by not dwelling on them, by not thinking that those injuries would reoccur or by not asking questions 
of himself whether he was actually ready to step up to the plate the denver broncos of course uh, drafted him took him from the after the indianapolis Colts caught him and when he got to the broncos he recorded the best record in the afc in 2016 the first year that he was drafted uh, by the broncos he recorded 45,000 yards and 37 touchdowns in that particular season in 2016 he won the super bowl for the denver broncos they defeated tom brady and the new england Patriots in the afc final to get to that super bowl final so everyone that he thought he was done and dusted guess what he proved them wrong and came back to win a super bowl title the second athlete which might be a little bit of a gray area for you is monica sellers now monica sellers won 10 grand slam titles but there was a time when she enjoyed a fierce rivalry with steffi graf and if you don't know who monica sellers is i want you to head over to youtube google just type in monica sellers and she is one of the greatest tennis players female tennis players of all time she had uh, such ferocity on the tennis court but it was a tournament that she was playing where she was stabbed in the back by a fan and that injury of course an external factor which was not out of her control she could never have seen that coming the security in the stadium was obviously lapsed and that fan was able to get close to her so that he was able to stab her in the back now she was out of the game for a long time and she confessed as to having mental scars from that injury imagine playing and then all of a sudden someone is stabbing you in the back like literally with a knife so every other tournament that you're going you're wondering is the security tight enough is this kind of thing going to happen again uh what's 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 going to be my faith if i go to this tournament so she confessed to having those mental scars but what she then did which of course we'll discuss on wednesday's episode is that she approached it from the mental standpoint that she cannot be left captive by the injury so she had to let it go and guess what she recovered to win another Grand Slam title in 1996 at the Australian Open. So when everyone thought that she was done and dusted, that injury was going to scar for life. She wasn't going to... Yes, she didn't return to be the best player that she was, but she recovered enough to win another Grand Slam title. So if at that level she was able to recover despite being stabbed, then it means that you yourself can enjoy that recovery if you approach things the right way. So Peyton Manning, uh, Monica Sellers, the third athlete is Tom Brady. And we looked at Tom Brady in episode 28 and also episode 2099. Episode 28 and also episode 99. So you can go back and listen to those episodes on uh, one of the greatest quarterback, five-time Super Bowl champion, Tom Brady. But what people did not know, in 2008, Tom Brady tore his anterior cruciate ligament and media cruciate ligament in his knee which ruled him out for the entire season now obviously mobility is key for a quarterback but it's not the ultimate thing that is critical for a quarterback and of course just like i told you guys last week one of the key things that you must do in avoiding the risk of injuries is understanding the critical positions the critical muscles that are important to your particular sport and once you understand that then you can prime those muscles so yes movement is key for a quarterback but then the mental faculty the mental understanding your ability to read the defense is what is even more important and of course that hand and shoulder so brady was able to understand that and of course post 2008 he was able to recover to win multiple super bowl titles and also have legendary NFL seasons 
that people are now regarding him as one of the best NFL players of all time. Remember, last Super Bowl, he was able to get the New England Patriots to the final, although they lost to the Philadelphia Eagles, but he got there at the age of 40. So he was able to recover and find that mental acumen to recover from that injury. How did this injury occur? Again, it was part his fault and part due to external factors. He was tackled and in the process of falling, other players piled up on him and the movement from being under the rubble twisted his knee which ensured that he tore his ACL. Now, of course, if he was going to approach that more, he would have ensured that his body position was in a particular way such that even if people were falling on him, then the injury would not have occurred. But then again, ex external factors, people will tackle you, people can follow you. All of those things you cannot predict. But what he did, he approached it mentally and recovered from those injuries to enjoy a legendary NFL career. Fourth athlete we'll look at is Nicky Lauda. Nicky Lauda, Formula 1 great. Uh, the Austrian, of course, during the 1975 season, which was the second season with Ferrari, he won the Formula 1 World Championship. And this was a guy that many expected a lot from. He went into the 1976 season believing that he was going to defend his title and was going to show everyone what he was made of. The first six races of the season, he absolutely blew everyone apart. He won four races and came second in two. So he was literally on course to defend his Formula One title. But guess what happened? German Grand Prix 1976, he was going to pull out of that, that race entirely because of safety concerns. And this is something that we also talked about last week, understanding uh, the muscles in your sport, understanding the roles that your sport play. He was going to pull out from that race because of safety concerns. But, you know, he went ahead, he raced, and on the one of the race tracks, he lost control of his car and he went into the side bodies. And on collision with the side bodies, his car erupted in flames. Now, of course, he was trapped in that car while the car was burning. Everyone watched ajar as to what was happening. He suffered burns on his face, on his legs. Eventually, he was able to, he was pulled out of the car, but of course, he missed a large chunk of that season as he recovered from those burns. Now, when he was interviewed, he said he was scarred from that injury mentally because how do you almost get set ablaze alive, you know, burning alive but he recovered from that injury by getting all of those things out of his mind now remember we're going to discuss this on wednesday but i'm just giving you a precursor to athletes who have applied these things and who have recovered from devastating injuries he came back in the 1977 season to win back the formula one title that he won in 1975 because 1976 of course that injury kept him out for most part of that season so you understand guys that you can recover from injuries to achieve immense success in your particular sport and finally we're going to talk about rafael nadal and roger fedra we looked at rafael nadal in episode 97 while we looked at roger fedra in episode 89 95 and 122 episode 89 95 and 122 now these are two of the greatest tennis players of all time and you recall that before last year 2017 when they shared the four grand slam titles in tennis federal won the australian open adal won the french open federal won Wimbledon, and adal won the us open now 2018 federal has already won the australian open as well but in 2016 that was such a devastating year for both those guys when they both dropped out of the top five in the world and it was the first time in a decade that none of them 
was ranked the top four players in the world. Everyone thought they were done. Nadal was struggling with knee injuries, calf muscle injuries, while Federer was struggling with back injuries. 2016, Federer pulled out of the entire second half of the season. So immediately after the French Open, which he didn't even play, he pulled out completely, missed Wimbledon, missed uh, the US Open as well. For Nadal, he struggled and people never thought that they would recover. But guess what they did? They approached this from a physical standpoint. Federer took a break and literally gave his body time to rest after all of the surges. Because of that rest, he was able to come back and was able to dominate. The same thing with Nadal. He took a break as well. He rested. He primed the muscles that were critical to his sport that had been niggling and troubling him for so long. He even changed his gameplay a little bit to accommodate some of the things that his sport needed. And both of them recovered to have shared the last five Grand Slam title. Of course, you remember in the process, Nadal won his 10th French Open title. All of these athletes are athletes that recovered from devastating injuries. And on Wednesday, we'll talk to you about how you can recover from injuries mentally and physically as we continue in this series to help you recover from injuries, prevent injuries, because if there's anything that is peculiar to athletes, it's injuries. Any athlete can get injured at any point in time. If you enjoyed this episode, guys, take a screenshot on your phone, tag me on Instagram that you're enjoying the lessons that we're sharing at Tola Ugunlewe, T-O-L-A-O-G-U-N-L-E-W-E. Check that out and see the people that are listening to the podcast. Also, head over to iTunes. If you're not subscribed to the podcast, subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review if you enjoy what we do and if you feel that we are making an impact in your life. That's the way that more athletes will get to know about the podcast and, of course, their lives will begin to get changed as well. Also, head over to athletemaestro.com. Check out the free guys that we have for you there, the five biggest mistakes that athletes made, the free email course on building your mental toughness and, of course, how to set up your daily routines to guarantee uh, the success that you are chasing in the sport that you're playing. I'll catch you guys on the next episode of Athlete Maestro. Remember, knowing it's not enough, you must apply. Willing is not enough, you must do. I want you to go out there and I want you to begin to apply all the lessons that you're teaching in this series. I want you to go out there and I want you to be a maestro today and every single day.